You are listening to the Don't Fret Club podcast. I'm Jess Hope and I've been a music journalist for over a decade. For the last four years, I've been chatting to musicians specifically about mental health. All of my conversations are documented on this very podcast. I've learned a lot and I've shared some incredibly insightful chats with some very wise people. You've landed on one of my earlier episodes from season one, so a big thanks for digging through the archives. As you can imagine, the quality of some of these early recordings is somewhat varied, but the conversations are all extremely honest, insightful and real. I aim to keep things as positive as possible here at Don't Fret Club, but of course, these are real conversations from real people and do contain some difficult conversations about mental health, including topics of anxiety, depression and addiction. If you or someone you know does need support for mental health, please speak to a professional. Lifeline Australia is 13, 11, 14 and a list of worldwide resources are also available at don'tfret.club. My name is Corey Taylor. I'm the singer for Slipknot and Stone Sour. When I kind of say the word vices, what immediately comes to mind? I mean, obviously for me, uh, you know, being of the older generation, obviously it comes to, uh, you know, your smoking, your drugs, your alcohol, the things that, at least when you're young, give the appearance of releasing a little of the pressure and whatnot and what we don't even understand is that he actually exacerbate everything and make it a little worse make it a lot worse actually um and being a you know a survivor of those vices i can tell you that it's not worth the trouble to go down there but you know you know young people when they're looking for that way to take the pain away it's hard to convince them otherwise you know do you think it felt like self-medicating? I think so. I mean, obviously, it started as kind of peer pressure and whatnot. Um, I mean, especially when I was a kid. I mean, I started smoking when I was 10. So it wasn't like, <laughs> and I know it's so horrible to talk about. Um, but it, it's, you know, it, it's one of those things that I guess it, it depends on where you're from and then the pressure to kind of start those different things. I think it started just as, you know, trying to fit in. Mm-hmm and relieving some of the pressure of depression like that. And then obviously the physical side of that was a way to, you know, kind of medicate, take the pain away. Um, it definitely is a numbing agent, but the thing is you, you, you're constantly chasing that. You could never get that initial, you know, satisfaction back. And that is the slippery slope to addiction. Do you remember certain people or moments in your life where maybe you started to realize that it wasn't like just fun kind of thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I quit doing hard drugs when I was about 16. Uh, and by that time, I'd already OD'd twice. Um, so I knew, I, I had a feeling that I was more prone to latching on to you know, to, to addictions like that, um, even at that early age. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it was weird because it was one of those things where I was like, I'm turning over a new leaf. It's going to be all good. And then I just continued to drink when I was younger, you know, and then, you know, obviously as the years go by, it just compounds and compounds and you start to realize that, you know, it's not just that it's all these other things. So yeah, I, it's, 
but you know, as any addict will tell you, it's it's hard to fight that. You know, it's really hard to 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 have to have the willpower to really kind of mount that kind of you know that fight. And you know, some of us win, some of us lose. Sadly. What age did you start getting interested in music, and when did that become like a creative outlet? Um, I I I realized that I had a talent when I was about 12. Um, I started really going hardcore with it when I was about 17, 16, 17. That is actually right after I'd quit drugs. I kind of turned my focus to music. And um, for me, it was the best way to kind of distract myself from that, from that addiction. And uh, it was great because I realized that not only did I have a knack for singing, but I had a knack for writing. I had a knack for arrangement and stuff like that so it was really it was kind of a uh, a godsend for me you know like it really it really saved me at a time when i really needed to be saved yeah. do you think that's why you ended up creating such heavy music i think it uh, eventually did you know when i first started writing songs it was very three or four chord kind of you know sing song stuff you know to be honest i mean it was like i was listening to heavy stuff but then obviously i wasn't good enough to write riffs so i was just like Hey, you know, it's very Beatles-esque stuff, you know. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you have to start somewhere. So and I think that's what taught me how to listen for hooks inside of uh, heavy music, heavy riffs and whatnot. Um, and once I, you know, I got a little better, technically, I, I started writing, you know, heavier riffs. And that really challenged me to kind of push the boundaries. And I was always looking for the most, I don't want to say extreme, but I was looking for the most raw vibe, you know, the 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 most uh, honest. It's 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 weird. There's no real word that marries honesty and violence together. You know, you can only describe it, and that's kind of what I was searching for was that ultimate expression. You know, like a pure. Yeah. Well, well, not only that. I mean, but just that. I mean, even if it was flawed. There's something, there's something beautiful about a flawed expression that can almost be turned three or four different ways, whereas a perfect expression, you really only read it one way, you know? So for me, it was just about that, the, the figuring out the ultimate way to describe what I was feeling, you know? And, uh, I've, you know, even in my failures, I've been pretty good about it. <laughs> Did um, drinking and moving away from that affect your confidence as a musician maybe on stage or i tell you what it was actually the reverse um i was kind of hiding behind my addiction at the at that time and it was actually limiting my talent um and it was it was hurting me uh but i had convinced myself that i couldn't play unless i was drinking you know because i'm honestly and i know this is going to sound very funny but i'm actually a, a very introverted person who just, you know, I've, I kind of had to develop a big personality because I moved around a lot, to be honest. So uh, the, the introvert hiding behind an extroverted mouth, basically. Um, so when I started really, really drinking, it was because of that. It was because that introvert was really starting to hurt. And I was convincing myself that I couldn't perform like that. I couldn't write like that. And it's actually, it's probably some of the, my some of the stuff that I really I can't feel you know that that I wrote during that time like I really wasn't into it and behind it and it wasn't until I quit 
that I really started finding my voice again and finding my uh, performance again. And that was probably the best thing that I could do was to just kind of open myself up and allow myself to feel that and allow myself to hurt and then to heal because I was running from that kind of that healing and it was just perpetuating the hurt. So yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, but you know, it's, oh man, it was a hard time. Are there tracks now that you can look back and they're the ones that summarize that period? Oof. I mean, there's a handful here and there. Um, there's a lot of stuff on volume three actually, where I was really tapping into that, that inner voice, trying to get away from the, the, uh, the chemicals, uh, you know, danger, keep away. There was a lot of stuff inside of those, inside of those lyrics, just trying to find myself, um, stuff like, uh, before I forget stuff like, uh, the blister exists really was me. It was, it was almost like my coming out party, like trying to, you know, find the strength to be as honest as that, you know? And I, ne I just never looked back. And then showing those songs um, and some honesty to like a group of friends, what was that process like? That was interesting, you know, because a lot of my friends had never seen me sober. Yeah. So for them, it was like this, this bombshell, you know, it was almost like trying, like really getting to know somebody again, you know? And there were some friends that I realized were only around because I drank, yeah. you know, that codependency, that, that enabling. And those people slowly kind of melted from my life. And I realized, and this was a really great lesson, that once those people left, my life got lighter and my happiness kind of showed through a little stronger, you know? And it, was, it wasn't this perpetual night of drinking and pain and suffering and sadness, you know? It was, hey, I can focus a little bit more on myself and, and open up and actually be pretty real, you know, instead of just worrying about where the next party's going to be, where the next drink is going to be, you know. That was kind of the best thing. So the friends that I have now are probably the, the strongest that I've ever had, you know. And then what role does performing live play in, is it cathartic for you? Oh, yeah, very, very cathartic. Um, once I really found my legs again, I discovered my love for this again, you know, like it, it's, it's such a gift to be able to do it, you know, that not only am I very thankful that I get to do it, but I'm, I'm very, uh, I don't want to say proud, but humbled by the fact that I still to the, you know, I mean, it's, you know, next year will be 20 years. So, I mean, that's not, that's nothing to sneeze at. Right. And it's, uh, it's been good, man. You know, I've lived, I've lived a lot in those years and I've seen so many things and it's all because of the bands that I've been with and the things that we've been able to do on stage. So for me, it's like this rediscovered love for what we get to do, you know, even when it's tough, even when I'm sick, even when I'm beat up or tired or, you know, just, just not where I physically could be. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. You know, it's the one thing that I can do that nobody else can do, you know, because it's, it's my specific performance mm -hmm. and it's great. Was the kind of 
coming out from literally under a mask a hard thing to do? No, not really. I mean, because you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that Stone Sour was a band before Slipknot, before I joined Slipknot, actually, and, and before Slipknot. Um, so I had really kind of cut my teeth doing that anyway. Um, so when we put Stone Sour back together to go back out on the road, it was actually pretty natural. Um, but at the same time, maybe, I, I can't be certain that maybe it was the alcohol that made that a little easier, you know, because I was so bogged down in it. Um, I will say when we came back for Come Whatever May, that I kind of rediscovered myself after that, you know, because I'd gone from doing volume three, which going back behind the mask and being sober to come whatever may and being sober again. And I was just like, oh, this is weird, you know? So in a way, I'm kind of glad that I got that second chance to, to experience again um, that, you know, kind of taking that away and showing the audience my other self again, you know? And then I guess just from your point of view, the industry's perspective of addiction, mental illness, um, I imagine it's changed a lot. It has, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely become something that they actually have, they're taking notice of, which thankfully, you know, I mean, it used to be, um, it used to be, it was kind of encouraged to mm-hmm. keep your, <laughs> keep your clients malleable. Yeah. And, uh, and we were definitely affected by that with Slipknot because of our old management. Um, but luckily, times have changed. Um, there's an awareness now that's going on. There's, uh, there's an encouragement for people to talk about where they are, uh, what they're going through. Um, and it's a, it's, a very, it's a very positive experience now to, to be able to be as open like that and say, look, sometimes I need help. You know, I'm not this, you know, this rock god who you know can just take whatever comes their way real life is coming at you a hundred miles an hour and it will hit you no matter where you're at so if you need help ask for help it's always there you know and there's a really good network of people a network of um uh organizations who are really encouraging that as well so it's it's really good it's a good time to to know that you're, the, you know, the help is there if you want it. What's been your biggest um, benefit, I guess, from being able, being so open about what you've gone through? I guess having the courage, you know, that the support that's out there to, you know, to show that side and admit that, you know, I, I struggle with, you know, depression. I, you know, struggle with addiction and, and just, you know, showing people that you can you can try to, you know, kind of cobble a normal life back together, you know, even with dealing with that stuff. You know, I do a lot of therapy. Um, I do a lot of work with other organizations and, and, and try to talk to as many fans as possible. So that, even that reinforces the things that I'm trying to, you know, convey to people who need the help and whatnot. So it's, it's good, man. It's one of those things that, you know, I'm certainly not trying to be the, the, the spokesperson or the face for that or anything like that. But if I can help in any way, I will, you know. And then you, I guess, kind of back to writing, like you write just generally, uh, not just music. Is that yeah. always been something you've done? Did you keep like a 
I didn't really keep a diary, but I had notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks of things that I would just always, I was always writing, you know, I was always writing down, you know, writing stuff down and whether it was poems or short stories or songs or, you know, just run on sentences. Like I was always writing and uh, it was one of the things that I was always pretty proud of about myself. You know, I always said I was a writer who could sing instead of a singer who could write. And I'm okay with that, you know. I'm not, I'm not trying to be the best singer, but, you know, if I can be considered one of the good writers, that, to me, is worth its weight in gold, you know. And, and, and that kind of comes down to that ultimate expression, trying to find the best way to describe where I am, who I am, how I am, you know. That kind of comes from that need to always be writing you know i mean my my backpack is is right there and i have three notebooks in it right now so it's uh it's just something i've always done since i was 12. do you read back on it much sometimes yeah i found a big box of my notebooks at my grandma's house and uh some of it's cringy you know a little well you know you could tell that i was really young oh my god it's so bad right you read it and you're like, oh, good Lord. Real, what was I thinking when I wrote this? But at the same time, it's like you can laugh at it, you know, and you'd be like, all right, I was there. You know, it's, it's fine. And the cool thing is, is I can recall if I read something that I've written, I can almost recall to the day when I wrote it, um, which is really cool. And I can kind of find the headspace that I was in when I wrote it. And that to me ties a connection to my lyrics and to you know to the story basically so it's not just random words or lyrics thrown out just for the sake of it it's something that's always going to be connected to me and connected to my memory oh amazing well, thank you yeah. for talking to us oh no worries thank you